Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Tonight, the Russians advance as Ukraine's largest cities are under brutal assault, killing more than 2,000 civilians. The shocking video of a man narrowly escaping death. Russians bomb civilian targets, schools, hospitals, residential buildings, as Putin's troops gain momentum in key Ukrainian cities. Klepto capture as Russia's richest man moves his super yacht to avoid sanctions, the new crackdown to seize oligarchs' prized possessions. Our CBS News investigation into the nationwide baby formula recall after infant deaths. What we're learning about the health inspections where the formula was made. Taking the stand, the only officer charged in connection to Breonna Taylor's death testifies. And a community turning nightmares into dreams. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. Just after the president's State of the Union address where he said Vladimir Putin will pay a price, the United States has tightened the economic chokehold on Russia today. The White House announcing new sanctions against Moscow for what President Biden calls Putin's war of choice. And the Justice Department just today launching a new task force to go after Putin's inner circle of billionaire Russian oligarchs. Meanwhile, the Russian military has intensified its bombardment of major cities across Ukraine, while its 40-mile convoy headed toward Kyiv remains stalled due to fuel and food shortages. A senior U.S. defense official telling us the Pentagon believes the Russians are regrouping and rethinking their plans, but still intend to surround and capture Ukraine's capital. And the massive humanitarian crisis grows larger by the day as nearly 900,000 refugees have fled the fighting to nearby countries. And Ukraine's emergency service claims more than 2,000 civilians have been killed. Well, we have a team of reporters inside Ukraine. But first, CBS's Nancy Cordes joins us from the White House. Good evening, Nancy. 
Good evening, Nora. From the White House, where anti-Russia protests just outside the gate appear to have become a permanent fixture. Tonight, the White House is going directly after the heart of Russia's economy, the oil industry. Nothing is off the table. President Biden today moved to squeeze Russia's biggest export, oil, restricting Russia's ability to buy the technology it needs to refine oil at current levels. Russia's indiscriminate bombing of civilian targets intensified today, prompting a dramatic vote by the U.N. General Assembly, 141 to 5, to demand Russia withdraw its troops from Ukraine. We've seen videos of Russian forces moving exceptionally lethal weaponry into Ukraine, which has no place on the battlefield. Exxon, Boeing and Siemens joined the growing list of corporate giants pulling back on Russian business. But of course I'm depressed. You know, all of us are. In an extraordinary interview with Sky News, a top Kremlin foreign policy advisor broke ranks and denounced the invasion. It's very embarrassing for all of us, not only because we turned out to be wrong, but uh, also because all Russians will be in a difficult position. We're coming for you. As President Biden foreshadowed in his State of the Union address last night, the Justice Department launched a new task force today dubbed Klepto Capture to investigate and prosecute oligarchs who try to evade sanctions. We're joining with European allies to find and seize their yachts, their luxury apartments, their private jets. And they're not hard to find. In fact, a Florida teenager who used to track Elon Musk's jet has now shifted to the fleets owned by oligarchs, posting their movements on Twitter. Russia's richest man, Alexei Mordashov, now on the EU's sanctions list, recently moved his $500 million superyacht to the Seychelles. With the writing on the wall, UK-based billionaire Roman Abramovich announced he was selling London's powerhouse Chelsea soccer team. The profits, he said, would go to benefit victims of the war in Ukraine. The steps that the White House took today could slow Russian oil production in the future, but not right away, because the White House is worried about doing anything that could cause shortages in Europe or, Nora, drive the price of crude oil even higher than it is already. Such a big concern. Nancy Cordes of the White House, thank you. Well, let's turn now to Ukraine, where tonight Russian forces have escalated their attacks in heavily populated civilian areas in Ukraine's major cities, prompting the U.S. Secretary of State to say that Russia's human rights abuses are mounting by the hour. CBS's Charlie Daggett is in the capital city of Kyiv. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening to you, Nora. U.S. officials tell CBS News that 200 Stinger missiles have now been delivered to Ukraine, with hundreds more on the way. The United States has been sending arms to this country for years, but this is the first time these anti-aircraft weapons have been part of the package. The relentless bombing of Kharkiv as Russia resorts to brutal force to break the resistance. A resident describes just how bad it is, and then... And he survived that blast. 
With Ukrainian forces refusing to fold, the Russian military has unleashed punishing artillery and airstrikes. The city of 1.4 million people suffering heavy losses as indiscriminate shelling rained down on apartment buildings, buses, even ambulances, the university in flames. Ukraine says more than 2,000 civilians have been killed. The besieged port city of Mariupol has taken a battering. Residents rushed to the hospital, innocent victims of ceaseless shelling. Do I need to say more, a doctor asks? He's just a boy. In another port city, Kherson, there are reports tonight that's fallen to Russian forces, making it the first big city to fall. They're telling people to stay inside. Shooting in the air. In another example of courageous citizens making a stand, hundreds formed a human barricade to prevent Russian troops from taking over one of the country's largest nuclear power plants. A wrecked convoy of Russian armored vehicles line a street north of the capital. President Zelensky claims 6,000 Russian soldiers have been killed, more than 200 tanks destroyed, dozens of helicopters downed. Numbers Russia disputes. But in the information war to control the narrative, Ukrainian TV showing Russian prisoners saying they were sent as cannon fodder against peaceful people defending their country. Here in the capital, families and children will spend another night in the subway, fearful of what's to come, how long it will last, and just how bad it's going to get. And we are learning tonight that the prosecutor of the International Criminal Court intends to launch an immediate investigation into possible war crimes against humanity here in Ukraine. Nora? CBS's Charlie Daggett in Kiev. Thank you. Well, as the battle inside Ukraine grows more intense, so does the resistance of ordinary citizens who are taking up arms and facing down Russian troops. We've seen video of teenagers and men and women in their 60s getting into the fight. CBS's Chris Livesay is in Lviv. It's a cold welcome for this invading Russian soldier. He holds two grenades in the air to keep these angry Ukrainians at bay. And gives the town of Konotop a choice, surrender or be annihilated by artillery. Villagers chase him back to his armored convoy, shouting, shame on you and get out of here. Then the mayor asks the people what they should do. Fight, they shout. And fight, they will. The Pravda Brewing Company switched from making craft beer to craft ballistics, says director Terrace Maselko. We need to, to make sure we are ready. The brewery is also forging hedgehogs, sharpened steel beams that can stop tanks dead in their tracks. And these nasty little welcome mats called stingers, which can blow out military tires. I see you with the Molotov cocktail and I see the Russians with tanks. It feels like David and Goliath. We stand against a huge army, but we will stand to the last. Military analysts say that even if Putin wins in battle, holding a country this large and one that despises living under his rule could prove impossible. Nora? Chris Livesay, thank you. 
Tonight, a major move by the White House signaling a new phase in the pandemic. The administration announced a new detailed national roadmap for how the country will prepare for future outbreaks. It might not be a return to normal, but it could be the new normal. Here's CBS's Mola Lenghi. We are moving forward safely. The new COVID plan includes an aggressive monitoring system that the White House says can detect new variants earlier and trigger a faster response with vaccines and treatment. I'm good. The president's plan launches a new test to treat initiative to provide individuals access to testing and treatment for free all in one stop. But it's those new variants, warns Dr. Peter Hotez, that could slow the progress the country is now making. I think the only asterisk that you have to put on that is that this is more of a pause than the end of the epidemic in the United States. So many of us are anticipating uh, the rise of another variant of concern. Still, Baltimore, Boston and Philadelphia are dropping indoor mask requirements this week. Los Angeles County is expected to lift its indoor mandate Friday. New York City public schools remain masked, but the state school mandate expired today. It's very exciting because we get to see each other's faces and how everyone's going to react to this is amazing. Today, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis admonished a group of students at the University of Florida for wearing masks. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything. and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is, a, this is ridiculous. Well, here in New York City, the mayor plans to make an announcement Friday about the public school mask mandate. Meanwhile, one possible game changer in the nation's effort to get back to normal is the White House's new test to treat initiative, which provides antiviral pills on the spot to those who test positive. Nora. Malalenghi, thank you. Well, we learned today that Senate judiciary hearings for Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson will begin on Monday, March 21st. The nominee was on Capitol Hill today meeting with senators. The hearings will last four days, including two days of questioning by senators. If confirmed, Judge Jackson would be the first black woman on the Supreme Court. We want to turn now to an important CBS News investigation into powdered baby formulas that the FDA is advising consumers to avoid. This is follows at least five infant illnesses, including possibly two deaths. CBS News has learned at least eight additional babies have allegedly gotten sick, all from what their family's lawyer tells us was powdered formula made at Abbott Nutrition's plant in Sturgis, Michigan, which has had problems in the past. Here's CBS's Nikki Batiste. I was panicked. I was crying. The doctors didn't know what was going on. It was just, it was, it was unreal. Natalie Caselli and Tyler Rowland say in late October, they rushed their son Hayes to the hospital after his fever suddenly spiked and he had blood in his diaper. You could hear it, like the formula going through and it just going straight through his stomach. Caselli says she took these pictures of Hay Similac baby formula just before doctors gave his diagnosis, salmonella. No, I just was like, how does that happen? Four months later, a potential answer. That formula is among the four now recalled types of powder baby formula, all made by Abbott Labs in its Sturgis, Michigan plant. As early as September of 2021, there was complaints to the FDA And so when you have these kinds of outbreaks, you need a trusted manufacturer that consumers depend upon. 
to act rapidly, responsibly. In this statement to CBS News, Abbott says stored samples of the recalled batches tested negative for both Cronobacter and Salmonella, and that at this time, the cause of the infant's infections have not been determined. How could they have missed this if, in fact, their baby formula was contaminated? Unfortunately, we often do find that there were shortcuts. There was carelessness. There was oversight. During an FDA inspection of the Sturgis plan in September, it issued five citations. During another inspection, the FDA found several positive Cronobacter results from environmental samples. And a review of Abbott's internal documents by the FDA indicate Abbott previously destroyed formula due to this contamination. It's um, horrific to hear that this happened. And now there's two babies, I don't even want to start crying, but there's two babies that have died. That's really sad. Baby Hayes is now six months old and doing well. The FDA says it continues to investigate the complaints. I asked the FDA this morning when its own test of Abbott Sturgis plant came back positive for Cronobacter, but so far, Nora, no comment. Nikki Batiste with all that original reporting. Thank you. Well, the only person charged in connection to the death of Breonna Taylor took the stand in his own defense today. Former Louisville police officer Brett Hankinson is not on trial for the 26-year-old black woman's death, but for firing into a neighbor's apartment during the botched raid in March of 2020. Asked if he did anything wrong during the raid, Hankinson replied, absolutely not. If my daughter was shot at or bullets came into our house, that would be very concerning. And I apologize to her for that. And Miss Taylor's family, it was just she didn't need to die that night. Hankinson is charged with three counts of wanton endangerment and, if convicted, faces up to five years in prison for each count. The jury will get the case tomorrow. And there's breaking news tonight. An Alabama man linked to the right-wing Oath Keepers has just pleaded guilty to seditious conspiracy for his role in the assault on the U.S. Capitol. Army veteran Joshua James is the first of 11 January 6th defendants charged with sedition to plead guilty. Oath Keepers leader Stuart Rhodes is also charged in the sedition case. James said that Rhodes told his crew, quote, be prepared if called upon and use lethal force if necessary against anyone who tried to remove President Trump from the White House. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this, all of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Tonight in her first TV interview since her divorce from Microsoft mogul Bill Gates, billionaire philanthropist Melinda French Gates tells CBS Morning's co-host Gail King the split won't prevent them from continuing their two decades of work at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Both of you made it clear the Gates Foundation, the two of us will still work together. How are you able to do that? Well, I think, you know, first of all, 
we both want to work together. We founded this institution, you know, back in 2000. And you said we. Yes, both of us. I mean, it has both of our names on the building. I believe in that institution. I believe in what we do. My values are baked into that institution. So I have always felt like it calls us to be our higher selves. And I think the thing that people don't realize is that even during the difficult times, the last 18 months, while we were going through this process behind the scenes, we were able to show up and work effectively together. And I'm not saying it was easy, but we did. Mm -hmm. And I I just know, I know for me, I had days where, you know, I would be in tears the hour before an online meeting or I'd be angry, but I still rose to my higher self. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we can continue to do that. And Gail will have more of her exclusive interview tomorrow on CBS Mornings. And she tells me there's lots in this interview worth watching. Colorado's Marshall Fire was a nightmare for the thousands of residents who lost everything. Now there's an effort to turn those nightmares into dreams. Here's CBS's Janet Chamlian. Oh, my God. For those who know the frustration of assembling kids' furniture... One's really tall, one's really short. This is a labor of love. But these parents don't know the children they're creating bedrooms for, only that they're just like the rough boys. Your guy's fort was here. Children whose treasures turned to ash in the Marshall Fire. What gave you the idea for this? For my kids, I would want them to be in a safe place and to feel comfortable and safe and loved again. And so I said, let's just build a bedroom. This is Lindsay McMoran's garage, full of everything needed to create a dream bedroom for a child who lost theirs. All kinds of fun stuff. Donations pouring in for her group, Hope Lives Here, Colorado. How did you know I love Ariel? For six-year-old Brooke Bernard and her eight-year-old sister Emily, a small slice of normal. My husband and I, we finally sat on the couch, and it was just like a collective exhale that, like, the girls are okay. Oh, my God. And better than okay at the Ruffs (laughs) Rental Home. It melts my heart every time they walk in. 30 times so far, but another 100 children on the waiting list for dream bedrooms and new memories. Janet Shamley and CBS News, Superior, Colorado. Nothing better. Tomorrow, the latest in our series, Eye on America, could a monthly income keep new mothers and their babies out of poverty? And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> 
Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>